You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, okayssis one five. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self-care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy. As we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, Ready, sisters? Hey, hey, hey. Oh my god, I was going to say the same thing. It's bad, Albert. Okay, well, I wasn't going to go that far. (laughs) I used to be obsessed with that movie. Oh my god. You know that Keenan was in it? No, he I don't know. It was Matt Albert. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Anyways, hello. Welcome to OK6. I'm Scout. I am Maddie, and this is the podcast about current fixations, about anything and everything that comes to our minds. And we're sisters. And we're sisters. So there's that added benefit of sororal energy. Oh, I love that word so much, sororal. I know. I hope you guys are getting used to it in our intro. I know. <laughs> we've, really, we've really planted it. We have just been... We're trying to make fetch happen, and it's it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. We're trying for to make sure. Roll happen. It's gonna happen. Okay, so I have a life update. Whoa, I have been drinking way too much wine, and like need to pump the brakes because I feel like I'm not losing weight on keto because I keep drinking my ass off every Why weekend. Are you drinking okay, wine? so I had a bachelorette party. No, I had a. I went to Big Bear for a weekend. Sure, drank wine the entire weekend. The next weekend, I had a bachelorette party, drank tequila and wine the entire weekend. The next weekend, we had our father's birthday weekend, drank the entire weekend. Um, so you're only drinking on the weekends? Um, no, I've had a few wine dates mixed in there with my girlfriends. Got it. So I have been drinking during the week. So right now I'm trying to not drink during the week and limit myself on the weekends because I think that's why I'm not losing weight on keto. What do you think? Um, maybe because you're not used to drinking that much. Yeah. Um, it might be triggering your system. I drink a lot. Yeah, you drink so a lot. So my body is, I feel like, just accustomed to Got <laughs> at it. at this point. Um, no, but I tried. I don't drink during the week. Um, like tonight, I might have a glass of wine because we're going to like a comedy show. Oh, but fun. Yeah, but I, 
I don't, I don't, I only drink on the weekends. Yeah, well, I'm trying to like keep it to the weekend and not overdo it on the weekend. Yeah, I overdo it every time. That's for sure. Yeah. That's, that's what the thing about me is. I always uh, live by Khloe Kardashian's uh, motto. Which is? I don't drink often, but I drink with intent. But mine is I drink often, and then when I do, I drink with intent. Got it. Um, but. I just think that it's not helping my weight loss journey. Yeah, it's, de- I mean, it's definitely not, yeah. Yeah, and like that's my big blockage also, right now. Also, I also want to talk about keto a little bit. Um, yeah, what's your thoughts? Because we've been on it for like so three and a half weeks now. So this is the thing. I I don't believe in com- or I thought I didn't believe in completely removing a food group or or a thing. I've always lived by the philosophy philosophy and it's worked I mean it hasn't worked in terms of my bloating, but it's worked in if in in a it's worked well, I guess. Okay. Um that I just eat healthy. Like literally just like eat healthy. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what healthy is. Just yeah. eat that, okay. you know? Yeah. So I like the aspects of keto where I don't eat carbs, which is totally fine for me. Um, I don't eat sugar, and I don't eat dairy. I'm fine doing that for five days of the week. Um, oh, sorry, the sugar. Take out. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> suck at no sugar. <laughs> Reverse the sugar. Um I just feel like I'm overcompensating since I can't have like some type of sugar and I can't have a banana. I feel like I'm overcompensating by having like too much almond butter or too much MCT oil. And I think it's upsetting my stomach. Like the too much fat is not being burned. Yeah, I don't know. For me, I'm really shocked because I am a self-diagnosed sugar addict. You know this about me. And for some reason, taking out sugar has been so easy for me and I used to be a big fruit eater I was a big dessert person I love candy like I've been a sugar person through and through and for some reason on keto I haven't had sugar withdrawals I haven't had sugar cravings it's very strange well then maybe it's working for you I don't really know all I know is I think although there's a lot of sugar and alcohol so that might I think what I'm going to try to do moving forward is on the weekdays, which is what I've even done before keto. This is what just how I live my life. Yeah. Five days of the week, I'm going to do no carbs, no sugar, no dairy. No, I don't. I never do dairy. So it's no carbs, no sugar. Um, and then on the weekends, I'm sorry, I'm a foodie and I like to drink. I'm not going to stop that. And yeah, I, I understand that it might reverse this. I don't think it completely reverses everything I've done in the week. But you know what? Life is too short to fucking do keto on the weekends. Okay. I'm just going to say it. Okay, well, I'm going to be doing keto on the weekends because I'm on a mission. Okay. And that's that. All right. We can be different in our efforts. Yes. It's also do what's right for you. Yeah, do what feels best in your body. Exactly. I don't feel best right now, but fuck it. I'm just going to. Yeah, I had salmon, eggplant, and mushrooms, and I was literally hurled over because my stomach hurt so bad. Yeah, I'm a bloated mess right now. Same. You and I I I also also, today. I had salmon... And an avocado and Brussels sprouts. That's it. Well, the Brussels sprouts. I just, I can't. I know you love Brussels sprouts, but those things make you bloated. I just am obsessed with Brussels sprouts to another degree. You have to come over and have my Brussels sprouts. I make really good Brussels sprouts. I just made the best salmon the other day. You know me, I don't cook. I know, you do not cook at all. And I just got this really weird interest Mm -hmm. to start cooking. And because I was like, you know what? Like, I want to know what the fuck is going in my food. Yeah, Even amen. If I get it from Erwan. It's still like salt and this and like, you don't know. So I made a salmon. I just I literally 
put lemon slices, which is just like even so big that I cut a lemon. That was like, I didn't even know what knife to use. It was like a whole thing. Um, put lemon slices, rosemary, put the filet, uh, salt, another thing of rosemary, and then lemon on top. Put it in the oven 400 degrees for 20 minutes. Yeah, it's so easy. That's what Comes I do. Comes out like butter. I oh, could yeah. not believe it. I make salmon all the time. It's so easy. Because every time I've made salmon, it is just dry and shitty Oh, no, and no, no. Terrible. The key is only 20 minutes. That's yeah. the key. I only leave my salmon in for 20. I, I actually do it at 420, and it still comes out, sorry for this word, moist. You know what? That word does not. It doesn't? It doesn't bother me. It, yeah. it kind of sends shivers at my spine. I had a bad I think, way. I don't. Th- I never really understood why people don't Ugh, like that word. I don't like Anyways, that word. Um, so what's the word great. of the week? Oh, the word of the week. Yeah, you got it, girl. Sorry. This time. Sorry. Okay, I think it's very fitting for you, Scout. Oh no. Um, we're definitely going to be using it to describe you. Oh great. It's called. Oh wait, hold on. Let me just listen to the thing, just in case. In case we say it wrong again. Hold on. Sorry. Sorry, listeners. I'll put it really loud so we can hear it. Mm. Soporific. Okay. It means tending to induce drowsiness or sleep. So the motion of the train had a somewhat soporific effect. Okay, so, so you are tell- a soporific person. <laughs> oh my god, you motherfucker. <laughs> Scout suffers from chronic fatigue. <laughs> I do suffer. Okay, no, let me just go on the record and say it's a real fucking thing. I It is a real thing. I have chronic fatigue. Today I was just yawning and yawning and yawning the and synonym, yawning. The synonyms are sleeping potion, sedative. Oh, can be a noun. Sleeping potion, sedative, tranquilizer, like your horse tranquilizers. Okay, they're work. not horse tranquilizers. They're trazodone. Oh, okay. And they don't work on me anymore, so I don't know what the fuck that's about. Dude, I mean, they didn't work on me, and that's a huge red They don't work on me anymore. any drug that doesn't make me go to sleep, that's... Yeah, they don't work out. on me anymore. I am a very sleepy yeah. person. And l- let me tell you something. It has been a pain point in my life. I hate being tired, and all I am all the time is tired mm. it doesn't matter if i get six hours it doesn't matter if i get 10 hours i'm fucking tired so you might as well get six hours no but it's a different type of tired it's like a cranky tired if i if i get under eight yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i feel you i feel you yeah i'm usually i'm like always cranky i don't sleep much um okay um i did want to highlight one thing mm-hmm. so remember my current fixation oh it actually might be the current fixation today Okay. Um, Jamila Jaleel, who's mm-hmm. on The Good Place. Mm-hmm. So she's a, you know, very big on body positivity and yeah. promoting self-love and self-worth. Um, and she's really been trying to take down the skinny teas and the yum flat tummy teas and whatever because they're essentially just laxatives and it's like it's very harmful to people's bodies and it's it's, it's false advertising. You know, so Chloe Kardashian. Oh, I read about this. Yeah. Posted yesterday. Like my tummy tea is really working. Like, look at my abs. Look at my dinner. Like definitely slimming down. Da, da, da. And she wrote Jamila, 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 Jaleel wrote a, a comment, which comments by celebs uh, picked up. And it essentially said, like, y- why aren't you telling people the truth that you have a trainer? You have these resources you have plastic surgery you have these things like you are giving false hope to your followers and your young followers and not giving them the right image and da 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 and like shame on you for promoting this type of product and um you're smarter than this and like you've also suffered and so why do you want others to suffer yeah to purchase this um and it's funny like she's actually 
trolled the like skinny tea Instagram and stuff and um, they've blocked her because and it's ugh, God, it's I don't know. I've just been reading about it and I the, the Kardashians have such influence and they could really do something great with well, this. That's, and that's it, not to say that Kim right now is um, going up against the death penalty. I'm not talking about Kim. I'm talking about Chloe. I know, but you said the Kardashians. I understand, but Kim also did uh, appetite suppressant lollipops. Yeah. Ooh. So, oh, you didn't hear about this? No, that's oh, weird. Oh, yeah, she got a lot of slack for that. So, um, look, I'm all for vanity and feeling beautiful and feeling pretty. Of course. I'm not saying, and, and I think, and we all know that the Kardashians have access to these resources to make them look the way that they, they do. Um, and I don't want to diminish that, but don't lie. Don't, yeah. you have never even tasted this fucking tea. It's like Kendall and, uh, proactive. proactive. You have not even put that on your face once. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, and if it's harmful, if it's actually something that could be harmful to someone, that's where the issue lies. And it's such a self, um, it's, it diminishes your self-worth and, um, it's just, not, it, it, it promotes the only beauty is skinny and yeah. being skinny. And that is not something I would like to promote. I hear you. And I don't think Khloe Kardashian would want that either. So no, it's yeah, because she's had her own struggles. Also, girl, you're rich enough. You don't fucking need, what do you, what do you think they're paying? A hundred thousand? No, way more. That's ridiculous. I don't know where these companies have the money. That's my question. I don't know how they, that. Like sugar bear hair, whatever the fuck that is. How do they have the funding? Like, where is this coming from? So, guys, sugar bear hair is just biotin. Yeah. Like. Uh, well, it's a trendy supplement. You would take a trendy supplement. I wouldn't take. I would not take sugar bear hair. Well, either would I. I know that it's only biotin. No, it's actually true. I don't take ritual or care of because I just look at what's inside of those ingredients and then I just buy them in bulk on Amazon. Yeah, that's what I do. Right now I'm taking um, calcium and vitamin D. I take so many vitamins. I can't even tell you. No, that's good for you. I don't know what. I don't even know what I'm taking. I just put it on the pill box. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I need a pill box really badly. Oh, girl, you need a pill box. I know. It's like it's a game changer. I want to get the way one. Jen Atkin has a really cute one. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll go order that one because I want it to be cute. Yeah, it says like quote pills. Or oh, something. cute. It's really cute. I think I need to get that one too. Okay, let's get into this Anyways, episode. Let's get into the episode. Yes, Alyssa from Donnie. One of our favorite brands. We've yeah. been a long time consumer. Yeah, we were a consumer like in the very beginning I bought Donnie scarves. Yes. I had two. I had a red circle one and then I had a black and gray like really long one. I mean, her aesthetic. Guys, I wish you could have seen her when she walked in. Oh my God, store. her she outfit was is, so cute. She's adorable. She's an elegant princess. She's like a little, little mouse. She's so trendy too. Ab- like, I mean, beyond. She's like on the pulse. God. Yeah, she's so good. She's great. Everyone go follow her on Instagram, too, because her Instagram is prime. Oh, yeah. She's there really you go. good aesthetic. And everyone go buy those fucking slippers from Donnie. Like, they just look like... If you just want to be in, like, a cozy sp- space your entire life, just get those slippers. Get those slippers. Yeah. If you just want to be in a cozy cocoon, yeah. head over to Donnie. Head over to Donnie. Yeah. Okay, sisters. Enjoy. Enjoy. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. 
You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Alyssa Wasco began making scarves in 2009 to cope with the death of her father, Donald. Her friends began asking for them, and soon enough, her fellow peers were selling the scarves on campuses across the country. The creative outlet grew into a full-fledged business, and she named it Donnie after her father, who always called her his lucky charm. Each piece is adorned with an angel wing to take on the aspirations of its owner. 
Donnie scarves are made in Los Angeles by women who are like family to the brand. In Donald's name, the brand seeks to create scarves with soul. This begins by supporting the women who produce them and concludes with a donation to a different charity every season. Without further ado, Alyssa. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> okay, first of all, I've been obsessed with your scarves for years. Okay, here's really? the deal. You went to college with some of my best friends. Do you tell. Naomi Finkelstein and oh Sarah Abelson. They all nice say hi. Sister. Yeah, they all yeah. say hi. It's so funny because so you three do not seem like you would be in a sorority well, in Well, the Arizona. funny thing is, is that like I was hardly in the sorority. <laughs> Got and it. And those people that you're mentioning are like the only people that I was like really friends with. Oh, right. That's so funny. Um, yeah, no, I wasn't like a real sorority sister kind of gal. Yeah. But... You know, it was a great experience, and I'm, like, super grateful for it for a lot of different reasons. But, yeah, it wasn't, like, the conventional thing. Yeah, well, they introduced me to Donnie, and I begged my my mom to buy me a Donnie (laughs) scarf, and I got the black and gray one. Oh, my God, that's, like, first year. It was first year, for sure, 100%. And so it's like so full circle when when we got in touch with you. I was like, oh, my God, I've been wearing Donnie for years. Yeah, and Mm. then I, um, I worked at JOR. Oh my god! Two years with ago. Lauren. With Lauren, yes, my love. Gem Lauren. of a human. Yes, hi Lauren. Go. She listens to every episode. Hi. <laughs> um, and I remember at one trade show, one of the many, mm. um, you guys were doing like customized little scarves, Monogram. and I had my little stripe yep. with MM, and I felt so sh- like <laughs> like Parisian chic. I have I, would I wear have one. the necktie. That's what. That's yeah. 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 Oh. God, so good, so, good so perfect. So, so basically, great. we have been obsessed with you for like way too long. Well, yeah. I'm very flattered. So welcome, very flattered. Thanks Thank for taking you. Time Thank to you do for this. having me. Of course. Okay, let's do round of current fixations. Of course. Um, I'll start. Okay. Um, I really hope this is on keto. <laughs> Oh, yikes. Oh, Alyssa, we're we're on keto. keto. It's a whole So I really hope this is on keto because I've been eating it a lot. Um, Kelp noodles. Yeah, it is. Oh, thank God. They're so fucking good. Oh, my God. I can't get enough of them. You you need to go to Air One. Those like clear ones. Yes. Yes, It's like glass noodles. And you touch them and they're like in a bag. And they're kind of gooey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've been intrigued, but I haven't tried. Okay. So Air One has a pesto Mm, kelp noodle dish. It's so good. It's actually a reasonable price. It's twelve bucks for Erwan. That's like a steal. Uh, the fact that that's like free, a reasonable. Yeah, it's free. That's free. That's free for Erwan. Erwan, everyone. Yeah. Um, it's so good. And their, then their I, black pepper one is really good too. It kind of tastes like a cacio e pepe. Their Thai one, one too. The pad Thai one. Mm-hmm. So this is like bomb. cold. Yes, it's cold. and it's like at you like it's like art it's pre-made. the grab. Yeah. It's the grab section. Grab and go. The grab and go section of Airwalk. Yeah, you need kelp noodles are so good. Also, (laughs) Cafe Gratitude has a really good kelp noodle dish. Okay, I'm going to have to. Yeah. Have you ever tried to make it? No. Yeah. If you get (laughs) kelp noodle. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, someone's making fun of Maddie. (laughs) Um, If you get kelp noodles, just from like Whole Foods or something. Okay. You can saute them. I don't know how to, you know. Follow the instructions. Buy them. Okay. I feel well, like I'm gonna fuck great. it up. I feel like kelp noodles is like <laughs> very mind, difficult to make. <laughs> I feel like right, it's a difficult moving. dish to make. I don't know. It's why. really not. That's what I thought too. But it's really not. Okay, got it. Great. Okay. Fabulous. I need to do that because it is keto. It is keto. Yeah, it yes. Is keto. Okay, I'm gonna You're try winning. that. Oh my god, so good. You're gonna love it. Great. You're okay. Wait. My current fixation. Do you guys know Jamila Jim- Jalil? Do you watch The Good Place? No. 
Adam watches The Good Place, okay. so I like have People seen. People are obsessed with The Good Place, and I don't find I don't get the appeal. I agree, but regardless, she's also established herself separate from The Good Place as this like feminist icon. She created this movement called I Way, and. I first heard about her. She was on, you know, Jonathan Venice from Queer Eye. Mm-hmm. A really flamboyant, like, love. Hilarious one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Literally. She um, has a podcast called Getting C- Curious with uh, John- Jonathan Venice. And then she explained how she was so sick of women, you know, not recognizing their self worth just because they didn't, you know, fit into a mold of society's beauty standards. So she created this new Instagram called I Way, and she posted a photo of herself and she said I Way, and then she just wrote down all of her achievements rather than her weight or her like weight in pounds, you know. Right. And then it became like this huge movement, and everyone started like a lot of celebrities and women and even men too would wow. post these amazing stories about just different things that they loved about themselves that didn't have anything related to their appearance or their weight. So everyone should check it out. You always bring in the coolest women to this, your current fixation podcast. I'm gonna, you know what I'm saying? Like every woman that you introduced me to, I'm like, damn, that is fire. Well, that's what it, that's what I just love about her is because she's not, she's really made it a point to just not be quote unquote an actress. Like she's really taken this, whole you know activism thing to another level and people really recognize her like taylor swift actually like who we just we don't like but um (laughs) she was on the cover of l uh today or something and she wrote like i love what jamila jaleel is doing and she just you know she's very recognizable in this in this sphere so i just like when people use their platform to do something exactly and she's so she's so badass you know that she's not doing it because it's quote-unquote trendy like it's very coming out of yeah coming out of definitely a place of empathy i think she struggled a lot with body issues as well so you know it comes from there but yeah everyone do you guys follow the 12 ish style on instagram no No. what's that oh she's like my favorite i I hope i didn't just mess up her instagram candle handle i'm i think it's the 12 ish style she's amazing oh my god and she does um like side by side um like gwyneth paltrow today was like wearing an outfit and then she'll post herself wearing like replicating the outfit and she's like wait yeah. Yes, like I've Celeste. seen it. Her name is Kate Storino. Oh, okay. Katie Storino. And she, it's, it's funny. Like she, she's she, hilarious. Yes, she's so great. And then she'll go into stores that like, you know, only go up to a certain size and she'll try on the clothes and like, she'll be like, I can't button this up. Right. You And then tag the store and be like, you guys need to make my size. So it's like a make my size segment thing that she does. Oh, that's she's unreal. Awesome. <gasps> I've seen yeah. her. I've seen her floating she's on great. Instagram. It's, she's yeah, great. She's amazing. Okay. We have to, well, we'll After find After this, we'll, we'll find her. Yeah, and she does like before and afters like years ago she was like however much lighter than she was now and she's like but i'm so much happier now she's just so real and cool and funny and i love that great wow i love that we'll find her for sure could have been my fixation yeah but what is your fixation okay so i have two great so i'm gonna share both uh my first one is um i'm obsessed with friends to the point where too too obsessed. You do. I watched, like like five I I want to like start some underground friends club of like trivia. I will join. And I'm not competitive, and I'm not really. It's the only thing that I really feel that like very strongly about. Like it's bizarre. Anyway, so I'm reading this book that's called "I'll Be There for You," and it's a whole book about yes. friends. Oh my god! It is. 
even if you don't like the show, I think it's something that people appreciate because it's just kind of like what goes into a sitcom. Yeah. And But it also is the psychology of Friends and kind of why it resonates with so many people and why people are still watching it and why, you know, the fact that I say this and, like, you guys are like, yeah. Because, right. like, there's this whole thing behind it. And this book just kind of goes from start to finish how the actors, like, negotiated how they stuck together who wanted to be on the show who wanted to stop being on the show like it's so interesting so I'm obsessed I'm obsessed it's just so amazing how it's aged so well people and it's it's so funny how it can be it it has translated so well into the bingeable space of Netflix like who would have thought obviously they didn't think that back then like this could be a show that people are just gonna binge forever forever like it's so amazing how this translated into the into what and resonates with people today that are way younger yeah but I mean it I the first like I would say season two and three especially for like our next upcoming collection it's like the inspiration is so oh, good Rachel I made in the 90s. oh so good oh. but also like Chandler yeah yeah I was Chandler bowling for shirts one. like we're coming out with a like a a bowling shirt-esque type top and like I'm Hell Chandler yeah. inspired beyond oh my God, I am I'm so left out of this conversation sounds weird but you'll if you just want oh, yeah. so maybe today when we go to our sweat lodge situation I'll put on friends for sure yeah. yes I highly idea? recommend starting okay. from start to finish you okay. have to start from the also that's the thing it, you've probably like seen an episode here and there that you, you can't do that you have you to know I'll start from the beginning relationship okay with the okay I'll start at the beginning also they were taking it off of Netflix and you know Netflix bought it from billion dollars yeah Wow, yeah. I think that's right, right? It, I don't think it's a billion. But Wait, <laughs> no, I swear, or like a hundred million. Hundred million. Okay, and maybe it was a hundred million. It was something crazy, right? I think it was originally like ten million, and then they weren't going to renew so it, it, and then yeah. they paid a hundred million or something. So it's ridiculous. staying on Netflix, yeah, for because just one more year though. Then they oh need to shit, renew it again. because people would die people yeah threatened. people would die people would can't netflix well, would go people, out of business yeah people Literally. were saying people were saying we're gonna cancel our netflix subscriptions if if you don't keep friends on oh my some god some people like literally only have netflix for friends that is insane yeah. okay i'm gonna watch yeah, this me. I mean, like i'm gonna watch this tonight while i sweat my ass off in a sweat lodge fabulous okay what's your second one though my second one is i'm not sure if you guys have heard of vitruvi oh is it oil essential oil they're the stone essential oil diffusers yes 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 I don't know what I did without them. Literally. Really? They are so amazing. Also, the girl that started it is a badass. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just, they're so beautiful that even if they didn't diffuse essential oils, it would just look good, especially mm-hmm. in your home. Yeah. And the fact that they also diffuse essential oils just makes it the best combination. I have one in every room of my house. Wow. I have oh different gosh. oils for different times. Like I do peppermint in the morning and I do eucalyptus when I'm taking a bath and I do oh. lavender when I'm about to get into bed. And it's just essential. God, we need to get into diffusers. I have one. Oh, you do? I diffuse lavender. See? Wow. But I, oh, so I, I was diffusing for a really long time and then for some reason, for me, essential oils worked better topically. Mm. So I would apply, I apply now more than I diffuse. So I'm always putting on my wrists, mm. up, on my upper lips, so I can smell it on my temples, on my mm. neck, on the heel, on my heels, on my ankles. Okay. Um, right. yeah, just, I mean, you might as well just like <laughs> I'm like swimming. Sorry, in essential oil. <laughs> I am bath. swimming in essential oil. <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> 
we're, we're, what body parts don't you put it on? I don't put it on my stomach. Okay, there we go. Okay, but there is one that you should put on your stomach. Yeah, guy guys. Yes, I don't have it's that great. one, but I need it. Does that help with bloating? Yeah, digestion. Yeah, digestive. Oh hell yeah, mm-hmm. I need that. Yeah, and, and you just like rub it on your stomach. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that needs to be incorporated in my daily practice for sure. Yeah. I'll find out wow. which one it is. Okay, yes, I've heard of this brand. I need a diffuser. It's time. Yeah, it's time. My sister in law bought me my first diffuser. Isn't that sweet? I love how it's like your first diffuser. (laughs) Yeah, it was cute. It was like she introduced, because she like heard me say in passing that I wanted to get into essential oils. And so she ordered me a diffuser. And just like little stuff like that is so sweet when someone does that. When someone like listens and pays attention. Exactly, exactly. Oh, I love that. Yeah. All right. Let's okay. get to Alyssa. First, I would like to say Alyssa is like so chic. And yeah. Scout and I look We're like so homeless nice. people. Yeah. Sorry about the way we look at this current moment. I'm going to be honest. I had meetings today, so I don't always look. I don't even feel that put together, but yeah. I look like a schlepper most days. Oh so God. you look quite put together. Don't be I know this morning I was like, I need to look cute for Alyssa. And then I was like, <laughs> okay, no, I was, it's raining. I was we're literally, going to the sh- we're going to the sweat lodge. No, in the middle of the day, I was like, fuck, I didn't even think about the fact that I'm podcasting. I put on this today. I, like, know. I mean, what? you both look cute, so I'm not sure. I don't know. You know, I'm, I have to be better at taking compliments. That was my New Year's resolution. So oh, thank you. I you feel are welcome. Cute. <laughs> You look Yikes. cute. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Let's get into let's get into you. So, Donnie started with scarves. Yes. What made you? Because I know. I mean, we said in the beginning the the impetus was your father's death. Yes. Why scarves in particular? Was that something that he, it reminded you of him or such a good question? Um, Truly, I always just really liked scarves. Mm-hmm. I felt that, especially at that time, they were a lot trendier than they were at this juncture in time. Um, but I just felt like no matter what you were wearing, if you put on a scarf, you just looked more put together. So before any of this had happened, I was kind of known as like the girl that always wore scarves. And um, I had an internship. I worked at Chanel for six years, but my first summer interning there, um, in their corporate office, I'd wear a scarf every day, and it was summer in Manhattan. And one day, I didn't wear a scarf, and this girl was like, I almost didn't recognize you. Like, you're not wearing a scarf. And I was like, wow, like, I really wear a lot of scarves. Like, kind of your weird. staple. It was my staple. And I went to school in Arizona. No one needs scarves there. That's for darn sure. And it was just like, I just liked them separately beforehand. And then um, you know, after my dad had passed away and I came back to school and I was the kind of person that needed to channel all my energy into anything else as, I guess, a coping mechanism. And I took on, you know, 10 extra credits. I got, you know, I volunteered at the like children's center on campus and like things like that. And I just had to like keep going. And that was how I, how I did it. And I was like, you know what? I want to make, make something. So I made this little plaid bandana scarf. I like frayed the edges and I sewed little charms onto them and I made it for myself. And then a friend was like, this is so cute. And I made it for her and then someone else wanted it. And it was just a very odd um, organic thing that happened. And it's funny now because we did scarves. I mean, now this is our 10th year of business. We did scarves for the first eight years of business. And the fact that one of the most unessential accessories that exists has sustained a business is kind of crazy to think about. Um, and it just really, I think, speaks to, like, the people that, you know, are just, like, our loyal 
Well, you were doing it in such a different way. It yeah, they were though. different. I mean, I think the biggest thing that we did was that our scarves weren't like any other scarves. It wasn't like, you know, the the printed silk that you can get at Hermes or like, I don't know if you guys remember the love quote scarves that were like those gauzy basic ones that like Nicole Richie wore like while we were in college. Oh God, yes. So it was kind of like everything in between that. Um and I think, yeah, they were different. And I, for me, you know, we started, we did just started doing clothes a year ago, which was a huge pivot in our business. And I've been t- absolutely petrified to do anything new because, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there. And I felt that I never walked into another store or went to a website and looked at a scarf and was like, oh, I want that. Like, I know that ours were better. <laughs> so I didn't want to make anything else until I really felt that that was the case. Um, and truly the clothing just happened. Everything in our business has just kind of happened. Um, we'd have no business plan. There's no like anything like that. And it's just like things have rolled out like truly accidentally. And we had, you know, we had these scarves and I would tie them as tube tops and tie them as off the shoulder tops. And, you know, we'd show on Instagram videos of how to do it, but it takes a pretty savvy customer to be able to have the patience to not a, a big rectangular piece of fabric. So I was like, you know what, this collection, I want to do one top that looks like a scarf, but like anyone can wear it. And from that, it just, it, I was like, I want a pair of high-waisted pants that, so my whole stomach isn't hanging out because it was kind of cropped. And I was like, I'm going to find these pants. Went to Zara, went to the Gap, went to the Row, went like everywhere in between. And I was like, I don't like anything. So I was like, I'm just going to make them. And like, these are like how, just things like this. And three weeks later, we had a 26 piece ready to our collection. And I was like, okay, I guess, guess we're doing clothes now. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. So th- taking it back a little bit, what was there a moment where you were like, okay, this is a business and I'm going to start treating it like a business? Yes. I think there were like different times that I can pinpoint that in different capacities. So, you know, I would say six months after I was making them myself um, and like, you know, a friend's mom from school had a boutique and she wanted 30 and things like that started to happen. Um, I started to kind of be like, okay, maybe this is something. And, um, you know, it was crazy. We'd have 200 scarves at like a scarf party at like my apartment and girls were pulling each other's hair out to like get them and it was 90 oh degrees outside God. and these scarves were like the one you you have like yeah. that's not like just like a lightweight breezy scarf no like it's that a thick wear. scarf yeah and it was crazy so I was like okay like there's something here and I remember when it came to naming it it was like I was very aware and conscious that like while this was happening that this was very much a grieving thing for me um So when it kind of was like, okay, maybe like I should do something with this. I was sitting at a basketball game with one of my best friends since I was four years old. And I was like, I really think that there's something here. And she was like, okay, what do you want to call it? And I was like, well, I think it has, it has to have something to do with my dad because like this, I really feel is like how I've gotten through, you know, this period of time. And she's like, okay, so like, let's brainstorm names about your dad, blah, blah, blah. And everyone used, my dad's name was Donald. Everyone called him Donnie. And I always, after he passed away, I was like, I want to name my daughter Donnie. So I said that to her and she's like, what are the chances that this becomes something to the point where like, you couldn't name your daughter that? And I was like, you're so right. I was like, well, what, why did I even say that? I was like embarrassed that I even like said that. 
Um, and then obviously the charms on the scarf represented, you know, he was watching over you or, um, and he always used to call me his lucky charms. So like that's how, and that was our name. We, we kind of rebranded two years ago and took the charm off, which, um, you know, has a separate significance, but now it's so funny. Not that I'm anytime soon having children, but I'm like, I really want to name my daughter Donnie. And now I don't know if I can, cause it'd be hella confusing. <laughs> <laughs> you have like, but it is your baby. Yeah. It oh my God. It's your sure first is. baby. For sure is. <clears throat> So, I mean, it's so interesting that you were able to do eight years of just one product yeah. line, really. Yeah. But you had the next scarf. They were so different. You, yeah. So you kind of branched out a little bit. Totally. It was, I mean, I would say during eight years, there were probably over 150 different styles of scarves. Right. So it could have been anything from a bandana to a necktie to... Um, a blanket scarf to a classic scarf to a double layered scarf like there were so many different ones I mean we we milked any possible way that you could make a scarf truly Um, so yeah it wasn't just one type it was like different types for different types of year different cities different stores and things like that so like they were there was variety within that and where so now you have clothing which is so cute by the way. I mean, oh, your oh tops God. are so adorable. The tube tops. I know the tube <laughs> tops are so fuck? they won't look good on my boobs but they're so cute. You you I think don't, I that? Don't have Do they look good on boobs? Okay, so actually so as you can see like there's not a whole lot going on here for me. me. Um so the tube tops like work on me, but they work so much better on girls with boobs. Really? Yes. Because it probably pushes them down. Yeah. Or like pushes them in. Interesting. And okay. holds it up. Okay. I have nothing holding the top up. Oh, oh I see what yeah. you mean. Okay. Okay. I'll try it out. It works. You'd Interesting. Be surprised. Yeah. I mean, we also fit all of our clothes on women of all different heights, all different sizes, all different boob size. We do this thing on our Instagram um, where we have all of the girls in our office who are all different shapes and sizes try on, you know, we'll do like a segment on like the top I'm wearing right now and everyone will try it on. Everyone will say how tall they are, how big their boobs are, what size they're That's wearing. Amazing. And it, it helps because, you know, people don't have no idea what size they are. Yeah. And our stuff, especially these tops you know, are meant to be a little oversized. And I think that's confusing at times for customers. So it really helps people like get a visual. But yeah, we, we really try our absolute best to make things that work for everyone. Of course, nothing can work for everyone, but like we try as much as we can. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I feel like in the fashion industry, it's not so inclusive of so many yeah. different types of women. And so to make a conscious effort to be for all women of all different states, you know, shapes yeah. and sizes. That's yeah. a really big deal. So can you talk about that evolution and kind of what that means to you? Yeah. I mean, listen, I we could do a better job at it, if I'm being honest. I think that it is so hard and it's also, it is a huge expense to to have a humongous range of sizes. That is a huge investment for a company, um, which for us, you know, that those are things that I have to take into consideration. If I make an extra size run that doubles it, it's like that I, I need to make sure that like we can stay in business if that happens. Interesting. So that's more from the business perspective and things that like we need to be conscious and aware of. But, um, you know, like I was saying with that girl, Katie, her Instagram, it's like she calls out these brands like, made well and these really big companies that that shouldn't be that's not a problem for them they don't need to worry about things like that and they should be more inclusive we try our absolute best we also have something where people can reach out to us if like we don't have a size 
that will work for them and will custom make it for them. Oh, that's, wow. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. So we're really flexible and like that mitigates the risk on our part and the investment on our part to make sure like we're being like financially responsible, but also trying to be inclusive of everyone. And I think, I don't know for me and I think our, our image and our aesthetic has changed so much over the years, but for me, I always want to have something that, you know, my best friend's little sister can wear to middle school and my grandma can wear to Mahjong with her friends and everyone in between. Like, I would just, I never want anyone to go to our website and be like, there's this nothing, isn't this isn't for me. Yeah. There's something there for everyone. Yeah. And I like demand that that is true. Yes. <laughs> Even if it's not. Yes. I tell myself I that mean, it I, is. I mean, I. No, it's true. I was, I mean, I've perused your fucking scrunchies. <laughs> oh my God. Like one scrunchies are having a moment yeah, right now, but yeah, your silk ones with the little tie at the end. Yeah. I am so into a scrunchie with tie, with a tie at the end. It's just such a perfect like accessory. I mean, as you see, like I just throw out my hair and it's like I need it. I, need I mean, it. it just makes it look like you put a little scarf in your hair, but you yeah. didn't really have to do anything. Yes. It's like the which perfect is, messy bun situation. Yeah. Which is like minimal effort over here is kind of like what we're going for. I mean that like we made our first scrunchie like two years ago and people were like, why are you making scrunchies? Also the necktie you were talking about. Yeah. We would sell those at trade shows. I remember the first trade show I, I sold them at. I was so jazzed about these neckties and anything I ever want. I'm like, just want to look like a homeless French girl. That's yeah. like my goal on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. Amen and to that. And we had them at the trade show. I was so excited. I was like, this is going to be the best show People ever. Didn't get People it. were like, um, are you selling these to flight attendants? Like I was what? like, oh my God. Then this? I swear to you, we sold them. Like, and I wanted to go back to the people that, like, that, yeah. Uh, six months later, like, so do you have these in stock? I'm like, no, sorry, we're sold out. Like, it's for flight attendants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we sell them direct. Delta just bought them yeah. all. Sorry. Oh my, oh my god. god, that's hilarious. We, see, we hear this time and time again. We've interviewed some, you know, jewelry designers and um, fashion designers as well, and I think the thing they have and why they've been successful is that you had the foresight. To see these trends and to understand that it's like, and you never gave up on it. Right. And it's so interesting. I mean, yeah, with the net and, and then you're, I, I would say even your neckties got even more popular than, I don't know. Like I knew yeah. you guys from that. Yeah. I think that was a big one for yeah. us. Truly. I yeah. think the first thing was the blanket scarves. And yeah. that I, when I was living in New York, that was like a big thing. And I think like kind of as I've developed as a human being it's kind of the brand has taken on wherever I am in my life physically or mentally or whatever that means um so when I was in New York and I used to walk to work every day it was like I required a gigantic scarf that was a blanket and that was kind of like the first thing that was like what we were kind of known for then into the neck scarves um but yeah it's like trends like that ride out there's like kind of a a pattern it's like you kind of show it to stores only the savviest stores pick it up like very small quantities the first season then the next season then it's like the Nordstrom's come and the Saks come and then after that then it's like everyone comes and it, I would say it rides out for like a trend rides out for three years um kind of building taking its way from like major cities New York LA Chicago whatever and kind of working its way into the middle of the country um and it's really interesting to watch it kind of like penetrate um, but yeah, I would say like, that's like how it goes. So it's like someone that was at the trade show three with the first day that we launched this didn't buy it for like two and a half years later. Right. Wow. That's Ugh. an insane yeah. process. It's crazy. 
Okay, so what's your creative process like? Like, how do you come up with ideas? Do you have rituals? Do you have practices that you do? How, how does that all work for you? It's a great question, and there's not one answer to that, even though I wish there was. Um, I would say that my best ideas come to me in the middle of the night while I'm in bed or when I'm in the shower, which just kind of happens. It's not like I'm doing something, and it's more just like it happens. Or recently, I've been getting a lot of ideas while I walk my dog, well, it, I mean, that makes complete yeah, sense because you're not doing anything yeah. else. Yeah. All times when you're not looking at your phone, yeah. when you're not distracted, when you just are alone with, with your yourself. thoughts yeah. and with yourself. Like, of course, that's when things come to I'm like, you won't believe this when these <laughs> ideas come to me. The strangest times. Um, but yeah, I recently started meditating. I, I did, I'm doing transcendental meditation and I found that that has been... How are really you great. doing that? So, do you, are you guys familiar with transcendental? Meditation? I'm familiar, yeah. but how, I like, just do regular meditation. So you go to a four yeah. day training. Okay. Okay. Do you ha- you have to go? You to have to. Okay. You like meet with a person. You kind of tell them what your goals are. They like do this whole like ceremony and give you your mantra. That's like customized to you they teach you how to do it then you kind of learn like it's kind of mind-blowing like Mm. what you learn throughout the the days that you go um so I started doing that recently and you do 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the afternoon so for me I'm an I'm a morning person I wake up super early so I do it in the morning it's a piece of cake like nothing but like for me to stop at some point between four and seven I find to be virtually impossible and I set an alarm on my phone every day at 4 30 and I I literally ignore it every single day that's that's hard so I'm like really trying to figure out a system in which I can do it but you're not supposed to do it within like at least like three to four hours of when you're going to bed because it like kind of gives you like an energy rush yeah that's the thing about meditation people don't understand it's like it's supposed to energize you yeah oh the first week that I started doing it I did not drink coffee at all wow and I'm not like I have a latte every day I never finish it it's more like a ritual more so than it is that I like need the caffeine but like I'm for sure addicted to it yeah but the, that whole week, it was like, I went to make my coffee, and I was like, I, I don't want this. Interesting. Wow. And the one day that I did, I was so jittery, like, the first day I ever drank coffee, that I was like, weird. Scout, don't I'm know sign- if it's psychological. I'm signing, I'm signing you up for this shit. Yeah, this She had, like, like, 20 like- cups of coffee today. And I'm, She's like, gonna- falling asleep right now. Like, you need... TM, I like they call it TM, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. No, you. but I, but when I'm at home in San Diego, I, mm. I only have one cup in the morning. I so swear. what's what's wrong? Uh, I don't know. Every time I come to LA, I just like drown myself in caffeine. I don't know why. Very strange. Very strange. Because in like maybe I'll maybe I'll make like a cup and a half at home. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. we need to get you into meditation. Also, okay. it's just good for life. It's like good. I know. I yeah, am just so much less stressed mm. and just like have so much more perspective on like things that I would get so worked up about, like a package going out, like oh my God, now we have to overnight this package instead of two-day airing this package. And I'm just like, you know what? We're not curing cancer here. We're not saving lives. We're trying to make people feel good. So when they look in the mirror, they have this like confidence, which is great. And I'm not undermining that because like I really do believe that's a great thing that we do. But yeah. it's not worth getting so upset over. And yeah, I think that never. like I just have this like kind of clarity and calmness now that is just healthy. Yeah, I need to be more regimented with it because I started with Headspace and – I just 
I didn't feel like I was meditating. I felt yeah. like I was just listening to someone yeah. talk to me, yeah. which is fine when you're trying to get into it. And then I started just doing like a timer and I would just be alone with my thoughts. Yeah. But I, I'm not I'm not regimented about I it. I think this works because there is structure and because yes. you go to the training. It yeah. was like you committed. You commit your time. Like yeah. the first day is an hour and a half. The second day is an hour and a half. The third day is an hour and a half. The last day is an hour. It's like. That's a lot of time, right. four consecutive days that you have to set aside to do this. You're also paying for it. It's like, I did it. I'm committed. I mean, I'm trying to be as committed as I can, but like that right. gives me the motivation to be structured. Yeah, I and I that. think that that's what makes it work. Yeah. I did um, Deepak Chopra's 21 day meditation challenge and I completed it. I meditated every single day for 21 days. They were like 20 minute meditations and I felt amazing. And then the minute the challenge was over, you never did it again. <laughs> no, I didn't never do it again, but I'm definitely not on that strict of a schedule anymore. And when I was on a strict schedule, I was feeling unbelievable. Okay. I'm meditating tonight. Yeah. Alyssa has Report just, back. you, yeah, you have just I own inspired. TM by the yeah. way. <laughs> I'm invested in TM. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. okay. So I want to oh, talk about the sorry. fact that you're on Forbes 30 under 30. Like, first of all, Let's goals. Uh, Second of all, what a, the fuck? Take a moment of silence. <laughs> yes. What seriously? The actual fuck? What is happening? I mean, if I'm being honest, I question Forbes credibility now. Okay. Oh, my, oh god. my god. No. Out of here. No sense, but. Do you know who uh, nominated you? Um, I do, yeah. Wow. Yeah. How'd you find out? Did they tell you? That morning, I woke up. I woke up at six, and um, a girl that I work with in New York like had called me four times, and I was like, I was like, "What's going on?" And then like I woke up and I was like, "Oh my god!" Wait, so you have you have no you have no? no I knew that. Okay, I knew that it was like a thing. I just never entertained it actually coming to fruition got it so you know you're nominated nominated. like it it was like the biggest long shot ever so so you know you're nominated yes okay and how did how did you find out who nominated you um i work with her Oh, okay. She does. She works at our PR firm, and she was like, "You have to do this." I was like, "I want no part of this." Oh my god, <laughs> she's oh crazy! My gosh. Yeah. Wait, so what? Like, I don't know what what were what were your thoughts when you found out? Like, <sighs> has it has the title changed how you view things? Like, what does it mean to you? Um, I know this sounds a little silly, but I think for me, I didn't really. I didn't really get it. I think that like full day and my brother who's like my best friend in the entire universe and like works in finance and is a badass and like is not easily impressed by things like cried and I was like what and that for me I think was like okay this is like a big deal. I was like I didn't I think I just didn't it didn't register. Um, So that was really cute and then he sent me under 30 balloons like literally to my office it's like Aww. 29 balloons come to our office oh and that's like, sweet <laughs> that is cute. so I was like, cute i didn't even notice and i was like why did you send these he's like under 30 balloons and he's like count them i was like you're hilarious Aww. um that is adorable yeah so i think that was really nice and i think um i don't know it's weird dude it's fucking amazing when did, wait when did you get it november okay oh awesome so, how many people work for you uh, we have a team of, as of tomorrow, five. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Oh, my gosh. We're a tight, 
tight little team. Oh my god, yeah. 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 It's a lot, but we're uh it's all girls. We make it happen. Oh my god, and I love the all girls situation. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to us about manufacturing. Yeah. The unsexy things. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's funny when people are like, Oh my god, fashion is like glamorous. I'm like, I have no idea why you think that. No. I am a schlepper, I am a bag lady. I I mean there is nothing glamorous about it. Nothing. Like when we are when we are sampling, I am in the factory from like six AM to midnight for four weeks straight. Living there. Wow. That is beyond. Yeah. Is and where's your factory? We have a couple. We have different factories for different things. Um, so one of them is downtown, one of them is arts district, one of them's in Vernon. So they're kind of different, different places for okay, different so things. All local. Though. Yeah. Everything's local. We produce everything locally. That's amazing. That is unbelievable. And, and all of our factories are women run. Wow. Okay. If someone takes anything away what? from this episode, that is it. That <laughs> it's is very so cool rad. And it's uncommon. It's, yeah. I was going to say it's what? uncommon. Um, our main manufacturer that we've been working with for eight years, um, she's, the best and she runs her factory her husband does the cutting um but she runs everything and all of the sewers are women wow other factory is also a woman owner um yeah and some not most knitting mills are not women run but two of the ones that we work with most frequently are also women run that is that is which is so cool i would love to say it was intentional it isn't necessarily with the fabric parts of it we just have gotten really lucky and the yeah. people that like we have really decided to build our business with and grow with are it's serendipitous it's it cool is, yeah you know it's really a cool thing and I think um listen having employees is a responsibility and it's one that I really do not take lightly it's you know I am responsible for people's paychecks and mm. I'm responsible for these factory workers to be able to put food on the table for their families and mm. it's not like I am you know, sending money and, and fabric to a factory that I, I go there every week. I see these people. I know their names. I give them hugs. I give them kisses. Like I know them. And, you know, for example, I mean, there's different waves of production when you have collections. December happens to be a time of the year when like no one's manufacturing anything. And, you know, these people need work to stay open. And it's like, I am so fueled and motivated to, like to get bigger and to grow so that like we can be responsible for these people like I want to do that an interesting motive I love that about you I mean that's very admirable I mean I think that fashion is a tough industry it really is and I think that there's so many aspects that are superficial and there's so many aspects that just straight up suck like really suck um and I think for me I love fashion. I love clothes. I've always loved everything to do with just aesthetics because I do really believe that like when you look in the mirror and you feel confident, there's like nothing that you can't do. And it's like when I go to work in workout clothes because I'm feeling lazy one day, like I don't accomplish half as much as I do when I show up and like feel really good. And I think that that is just true for so many different things. But I just feel like the aesthetic part of fashion cannot sustain you know, a mo- a constant motivation to make this become something greater. You know, it has to be more than that for me. And I just feel like if we're not doing good, like I don't really want to do it. Yeah, you are amazing. Oh no, my god, like can in. we do this every day? You guys yes. make me feel really good about myself. I feel like I'm in a spa. 
I just feel really fulfilled right now. (laughs) I know. Alyssa. You guys. (laughs) Okay, wait. One more question I have, though, is your home aspect of Donnie now. Yes. So that's not you guys. Okay. So that is the curation. That was kind of a passion project for me um, because, you know, I think our aesthetic is something that people like. Yes. And it's like I would post photos of me at home and people would be like, where'd you get that sheepskin rug? Where'd you get those pillows? Where'd you get this? Where did you get the coasters on your coffee table? And, you know, I was obviously I'm happy to share anything with anyone. Um, And then I was like, you know what? Like, and I love interiors, like love, love, love. So I was like, you know, I'd love to be able to kind of curate like a little portion of our website and, you know, let people one from a business perspective. I'm like, you know, these bloggers and influencers, you know, they're getting, you know, anything that they're sending out and linking, you know, they make a percentage of. And it's like, I was like, God, I don't even know how much money I could have made. Yeah, by all your recommendations. Yeah, Yeah. and I was like, you know what? Like, one, how fun does it sound for me to go and source things from around the world that I love and would have in my home and share them with people? And two, maybe this could be like an interesting revenue um, for a business. So we did that. It's really cool. I mean, we had you know, cheese boards from Haiti and we had, you know, pillows that were like vintage Turkish rugs and just like really cool things. And it it was really fun. And we still are kind of like supplementing and adding things like every once in a while. But our office is covered with sheepskin rugs. And like now people buy these sheepskin rugs from our website, like no other. And it's so funny. But yeah, it's just been like a really interesting thing and an interesting test. I mean, it rounds out the brand so yeah, well I and it so. complements the rest of your products. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those fucking slippers. The slippers. I They're need insane. those yeah. slippers. <laughs> I'm just, I fucking, I need everything. I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> just need everything. I don't know what I'm, what I'm waiting for. I need those slippers. They look like the yeah, coziest, snuggliest things ever. They are amazing. You would love our mom's house. Oh my God. You would Tell me it's all sheepskin. Our mom's house. The whole thing. More. She made, I have like five sheepskin shit in my house yeah. because she's. Yeah, <laughs> I have one night too. Yeah, we're all sheepskin everywhere. Yeah, yeah, for it's sure. The best. Big fan. I have a sheepskin yeah. over a wire chair. What? Oh, you mm. do? Yes, yes, you mm-hmm. do. It's a nice we're little. We're all about the sheepskin on the bed, the wooden bench. Yeah, we, we're all about that. We're shit. all about that. Yeah, yeah. Same page there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This was amazing. I mean, Thank you guys you are insane. So much for coming. <laughs> Never felt better about myself Yay. ever. You guys are the best. Um, tell, tell everyone where, where they, they can find you. you. Wow, so. sister moment. Yeah. That was cute. Um, our Insta is at Donnie, D-O-N-N-I, and our website is shopdonnie.com. Perfect. Amazing. And you can find us at OK Says Podcast. Thanks, sister. Bye, Bye sisters. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together.